0: so Tiff I have a surprise for you oh I'm excited okay you should be I went down a very weird holiday rabbit hole And I need company, so I'm about to drag you down with me. (laughs) I am... Take me away. All right. The the audience doesn't know this, but they're about to know. I'm basically ambushing you with a spooky snack, colon, weird-ass Christmas edition. (laughs) We are supposed to be recording something else. But I'm interrupting that regularly scheduled program for this, because you need to know about it. For those who are new, please check whatever full episode is close to this one for the official description, but the short version is about our little podcast. We tell weird stories from history, often with paranormal supernatural elements, but they're all true in the sense that they have actual facts. But these are the exception. These are bite-sized episodes we occasionally sneak in between the main ones, and these can be fact-free. They can just be stuff that starts out, the lore says, and the legend goes. And we also welcome personal stories from our listeners, as well as suggestions for things to cover in these, and you will hear about how to contact us with those in the outro. But this time, like I say, this is something of my doing. Tiff, here's what happened. Are you ready for the journey? Yeah. So we have our Christmas episodes squared away, and on an aside, y'all are really going to like the topic. It's not goddamn Krampus or the history of Santa Claus or whatever else other people are going to do. and I don't mean to, <laughs> I don't mean to, it's throw shade, even a phrase anymore. I don't mean to be a bitch. Anyway, never mind. None of this matters, but you, you know, everybody's going to be doing those, but we're not. Mm-mm. So yeah, what matters is back to when I was searching for options before you came up with a brilliant idea that y'all are going to hear for Christmas. I was on the Smithsonian website as I'm want to do. And I got to reading an article about this great creature that I'd not heard of till now, an Icelandic Christmas witch called Grilla. Now, it's spelled G-R-Y-L-A with that little accent thingy above the Y, so it's pronounced Grilla. But I'm not capable of rolling that R every time, so we're just sticking with Grilla. And we don't typically do what I'm about to do on the show. Uh, We quote sources when we need to, but we don't make a habit of just reading. Hey, look, there's podcasts out there that will hook you up. (laughs) Listen, I'm in a mood. Apparently, I'm in a bitch mood. Sorry. (laughs) But for this, just be ready. I'm quoting a lot, but it's because I want y'all to feel me. I want y'all to know what happened as I got drugged down this Icelandic hole. So the article kicks off talking about, yeah, yeah, Krampus. And there's that movie. And by the way, great movie, BT Dubs. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But they went on to say, you know, people are missing out on some other great Christmas creatures, one of them being Grilla. And they said, quote, While Krampus may be king of holiday scares, his fans may be overlooking an equally nasty, much more formidable queen, meaning Grilla. This tough ogress lives in a cave in Iceland's hinterlands, the matriarch of a family of strange creatures, launching attacks on nearby townships, snatching up misbehaving children and turning them into delicious stew."
1: Oh my gosh, that sounds like my gypsies.
0: (laughs) It does, yes. In a past story, Tiff's mother would scare her with tales of being sent away to the woods where the gypsies are and they will eat you if you don't do your chores. Delightful story. We're so happy she's turned out normal against all odds. (laughs) But wait, that's not all. Quote, Tales of the ogress began as oral accounts with the earliest written references found in the thirteenth century in historic sagas and poems throughout the region. One reads, Here comes Grela down the field with fifteen tails on her, while another describes, Down comes Grela from the outer fields, with forty tails, a bag on her back, a sword, knife in her hand, coming to carve out the stomachs of the children, who cry for meat during Lent. Now, <laughs> oh. Really? It doesn't. I, I have a feeling maybe, at first I thought, well, maybe something's lost in the translation. And then I realized that nothing was lost. Like, I, they have painted the picture. Now, according to historian Terry Gunnell, who is the head of the Folkloristics Department at the University of Iceland, she was not directly associated with Christmas, but associated with a threat that lives in the mountains. You never knew exactly where she was. She ate one of her husbands when she got bored with him. In some ways, she's the first feminist in Iceland. We, (laughs) as a feminist, can I just, we don't advocate eating men. We, (laughs) I don't know that perhaps, now perhaps that is an example of something lost a little, something that's lost a little in translation. We we don't advocate for the eating of husbands. Okay. But, but I'm in, look, I'm sold. You had me at Brat Children's Stew. I read on and they tell a little background about how, she didn't get tied into Christmas until the early 19th century via some other poems that started incorporating her with it. And P.S., this season in Iceland is referred to as Yol, J-O-L. So I'm thinking Yol. I looked up Grela and some other stuff, but not that. Oh, well. But it's an old version of the word Yule. And that historian says, quote, The earliest celebrations of the season were viewed as a time not only to bring together relatives, living and deceased, but also elves, trolls, and other magical and spooky creatures believed to inhabit the landscape. Sometimes these figures would visit in the flesh as masked figures going around to farms and houses during the season. So she, our, our girl Grela, fits in, and the article goes on to note, Grela, whose name translates loosely to growler, would be among these, showing up with a horned tail and a bag into which she would toss the naughty children, and then I presume make into the aforementioned stoop. So fine, right? Fine so far. I'm getting some nice, tidy scoop. I thank you, Smithsonian. But I go on. And this is just thrown in there like it's no big deal. Other bits of folklore describe a second troll-like husband. And then that's it. Okay, fine. I now have to know more about this troll's second husband who has voluntarily married Greela after, I have to assume, because this must have been hot gossip, that she ate husband number one. He's got some balls. Yeah. (laughs) Well, or he might not soon. Look, I don't know how she operates. (laughs) I do a quick search and the internet tells me that Grila has actually been married three times, having tons of kids all the while. We we will come back to them. I assure you. And that she's presently on husband number three. And his name is Lepaluti. Another place said Lepaluti. And he lives with her in a cave in some lava fields. Nice digs. And that he is, quote, lazy and mostly stays at home. You do you, Lapaldi. <laughs> Look, stay out of her way. I, I, I don't think he's wrong in this respect. I think she's the
1: money maker in that marriage. So he's got himself a sugar mama there.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. You don't give that up. I mean, she, he's she's bringing the children to you. So it's like a lion pride, you know. Bringing home the hand. Bacon. Amen. <laughs> I go back to my Smithsonian article. The end of that sentence about the husband goes on to say, quote, and a giant man-eating Yule cat known to target anybody who doesn't have on new clothes. That's specific. uh, And what's that movie line? You know, before you had my interest. Now you (laughs) have my attention. (laughs) So turns out the Smithsonian, bless them, has another article entitled Each Christmas, Iceland's Yule Cat takes fashion policing to the extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Now, his name is something else, and I'm not going to spell it for you, but it's pronounced close as I can get, Yolak Turin, and I quote, according to Icelandic tradition, anyone who finished their chores before Christmas would get new clothes as a reward. Meanwhile, the lazy children who didn't get their work done would have to face the Yule Cat. For starters, the Yule Cat is no mere kitten. It towers above the tallest houses. As it prowls about Iceland on Christmas night, the Yule Cat peers in through the windows to see what kids have gotten for presents. If new clothes are among their new possessions, the big cat will move along. But if a child was too lazy to earn their new socks, the Yule Cat will eat their dinner before moving on to the main course, the child itself. And and listen, all I can hear in my mind are the occasional just those mournful cries that will sneak into the podcast that I do, I do edit out um, of that one cat of yours who will just <laughs> howl at the door when you shut the door to record and it will just just moan like it is just being tortured. Yeah. I go back to my original article because damn it, I, I'm determined to finish reading this article. At the end of the paragraph, just with the casual drops about the husband and the child eating cat, here's how they finish it off. Quote filling out what the historian calls this highly dysfunctional family are grela's mob of large adult sons the 13 yule lads each of these troublemakers visits icelandic households on specific days throughout december unleashing their individual types of pestering one is partial to slamming doors one eats the leftovers from pots and pans and another lives up to his nickname a sausage swiper <laughs> <laughs> They're killing me. They're killing me. I go in search of the Yule Lads. And what do you know? The Smithsonian has another article just on them. And the subtitle of said article is, the Yule Lads used to be a lot more creepy than they are today, too. But in 1746, parents were officially banned from tormenting their kids with the stories. What is happening in Iceland? (laughs) First off, look, I had to know about the ban. I had to know about this ban. So down another road I went. And here's what the site Folklore Thursday reports. Quote, The threat of the Yule Lads was used to intimidate children into good behavior during Advent. In fact, by 1746, they became so bloody that the Danes, who ruled over Iceland at that time, issued a law banning stories used for scaring children into good behavior. There have been numerous attempts at banishing Grilla from Christmas, but she is a tenacious old troll. Despite the recent efforts of certain parties to ease the fears of the young by announcing Grilla's death, the ancient ogress seems to hang on interminably. She is not so easily persuaded to give up the ghost.
1: I want to know why we have this frickin' elf on the shelf when we could have the Yule Lads.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That sounds way better. <laughs> and and jumping back to the original article for a second, they talked to an illustrator who's done a lot of work on Icelandic fairy tale type stuff. And he said, children are truly terrified of Grela in Iceland. I have visited children's play schools to demonstrate drawing skills. And if I draw grilla, then two or three terrified children have to leave the room because it's too strong for them. And yes, this is some next level elf on the shelf shit is what this is. It's exactly what this is, but let us return from that road and go back to the Yule lads. Quote. These merry but mischievous fellows take turns visiting kids on the 13 nights leading up to Christmas. On each of these nights, children place one of their shoes on the windowsill. For good boys and girls, the Yule lads will leave candy. If not, the Yule lads are not subtle in expressing their disapproval. They fill the shoe with rotting potatoes. Why potatoes? Why? Again, they're just tossing this stuff out there. And I can't, I couldn't, look, I couldn't, I couldn't follow up on that, folks. I'm sorry. If, if one of you guys, There's many side streets, here. there have been so many, side, if anybody wants to try and figure out why rotting potatoes, I don't anyway. Apparently, there's also more obscure lads that aren't part of this canonical 13 because, like I said, Grilla was apparently spawning like a bunny and among the three husbands had a ton of kids. And one place says, quote, in East Iceland, there existed a folktale of a specific group of Yule lads who did not come from the mountains, but from the ocean. One very obscure nursery rhyme mentions there being two female Yule pranksters who steal melted fat by either stuffing it up their nose or putting it in socks. (laughs) I don't think either of
1: those are good ways to transport it.
0: But all I thought was, do you remember in Fight Club where they're stealing the fat from the liposuction clinic? (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? And they throw the bag over the barbed wire fence. (laughs) Oh. They should have stuffed it up their nose. All right. As far as the 13, the Museum of Iceland lists them as follows. And these are, of course, not the proper Icelandic names, but I think we'll all agree that I've butchered enough of their beautiful language for one day. So here we go. Sheep coat Claude. He tries to suckle yules in the farmer's sheep sheds. <laughs> oh. Gully gawk. He steals foam from buckets of cow milk. Stubby. He's short. And he steals food from frying pans. (laughs) Get ready for this trio. Spoon liquor. He he licks spoons. Um, Pot liquor. Now, he licks pots. I know that's what y'all are thinking. But he only takes the unwashed pots. And he licks them clean. So he's kind of. He's kind of doing a service. And then bowl liquor, not like liquor that's in a bowl. He he steals bowls of food from under the bed, which was apparently a common thing back in the day. You stashed your food under the bed, and I presume by the name, he licks them clean. Okay, on to the rest. Door slammer. He stomps around and slams doors for the purpose of keeping everyone awake. gobbler. He eats up all your yogurt, which is apparently the word skir is means yogurt in Icelandic. Sausage swiper. He steals sausages. <laughs> window peeper. he He likes to creep outside windows. And sometimes if he likes what he sees inside, he'll just sneak through the window and take it. Meat hook. He snatches up any meat that you've left out. And he especially loves smoked lamb. The candle beggar steals your candles. And finally, door sniffer. Door sniffer has a huge nose and an insatiable appetite for stolen baked goods. But he's not hes not like biscuit sniffer. He's door sniffer. So like the doors of your pantry. Okay. Why am I trying to figure this out? Why? <laughs> Why? That's it. That's the end of my story. That's all I got. That's all I got. I, I I was exhausted. This this was hours. This exhausted me.
1: I really want to know why this is so overlooked. Why is this like Christmas Witch with all of her naughty children, not something that we're warned about?
0: I mean, th- this this is a good Advent calendar to me. The the thirteen Yule lads. You know, you open your little door and maybe you got a licked spoon or you or
1: now do you um I know that this is kind of a regional thing
0: do you do Saint Nick did you grow up with with that tradition I I mean I'm aware that that's another name for Santa Claus but what do you mean no Saint
1: Nick comes on December 5th and he's he's almost like uh he's like pre (laughs) kind of like a pre-Santa thing he comes on December 5th overnight what we did was we left out shoes and he would either leave like candy and treats in there, or you would get coal. Right now, we do like stockings, but like I said, it's a regional thing, it's a very like German kind of.
0: I was about to say that's old <laughs> school German, or I was even going to say Swedish, just yeah. because you're in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. So, um, no, this, this, a lot of the things that you're talking about kind of reminded me, I was like, okay, this is like a weird combination of like saint nick and then you've got you know the whole advent calendar and just seasonal stuff as far as trying to get kids to behave why is she allowed to have these awful terrible children but then she comes in steals away the other kids that just didn't do their chores
0: you bring up an excellent point you bring up an excellent point
1: yeah i wonder if that's why i always got socks every year to make sure that i wasn't stolen away
0: I also got, I'm wearing my wool lined, my fur lined wool fat that make my legs look about eight times bigger than they actually are. I'm wearing those as we speak. So I love getting socks for Christmas. But yeah, that's what it mentioned that even the, I didn't put this in the story because I, I didn't want it to be terribly logical. But the whole thing about even if you're not a well off family, you know knit up some socks for the kids at at least do that even if you have to make them by hand if you can't buy them you know at least do socks as to to protect the children from you know (laughs) do something wow that cat though man the cat giant cat that would just swallow you whole. i
1: love that we are finding like these sidekick creatures so we've got what was the cat's name again
0: uh oh shit, something I can't pronounce. You're the her, 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 her. <laughs> something.
1: So we've got Jordan Black got
0: something. The- I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know, we've got the gobble squatch that was supposed to be what Bigfoot's sidekick creature. Allegedly.
0: <laughs> Allegedly.
1: Oh man. What else could we find and come up with? That was amazing i was so glad that you wasted a day on that. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon. Gone.
0: Just gone.
1: But it was very educational, and I know that I appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners do, too. Yeah. You guys have some new traditions that you have to incorporate now.
0: Yeah. Merry fucking Christmas. Um, <laughs> happy holidays. I, I feel like, well, it's not, you know, like they say, it didn't originally have anything to do with Christmas. It just was... Yeah. I guess a cautionary tale, don't go wandering too far from home and don't get up in the mountains because Grilla will Grela and her cat. See the cat. What I want the superpower of the giant cat to be is to hack giant fur balls and just kind of drown the children. Like don't (laughs) gobble the children, just hack a good one (laughs) on them probably the worst way i could think of to die right and maybe you know hey maybe not even kill them just learn them their lesson you know you're gonna get the cat hack if you don't do your chores that's better than rotten potatoes in your shoes who cares just dump them out of your (laughs) shoes like that's not much of a all right that's it i've got nothing else this concludes our spooky snack for christmas time and it'll be out before the big christmas episode which is Really good, much hype. I'll give you a hint. We got the topic because of a Christmas movie. Yes, we did. It's not. It is a Christmas. It movie. is a Christmas movie. It's not Die Hard though. So if you thought it I was going to fight be, you,
1: yeah, I will fight you.
0: <laughs> yeah, this we'll we'll tell that story how that popped up, and it and prompted tiff to go hey hey you know what we should do for damn christmas because this is a christmas movie but anyway it's not die hard Mm -mm. it's not die hard so i know that's a lot of people's favorite christmas movies one of their favorite christmas movies but uh it's on our list definitely so that's it stay tuned for the big christmas episode and also when we finish this up which we are about to do in mere moments you'll hear the outro it will tell you how to get at us on the socials and I'm exhausted. Can you hear it in my voice? This exhausted me. This this stole my will. It just <laughs> yeah.
1: grilla. Grela really got to you.
0: Damn it, Grela. Grilla's life exhausts me. She has all those children, three husbands and a fucking cat. Like that just sound I would be angry ogre woman too. Like her life. Like I want to take her out for a cocktail in a girl's night and be like, Grilla, baby, just vent. I know you need to vent. She lives she lives in hell? a She's cave.
1: Like, what the hell do I have to do to get rid of these people? I already ate somebody and they still won't leave me alone.
0: Lives in a cave past the lava pits. I mean, so just Grilla's life. I have I have a lot of sympathy for Grilla. Oh, we're also still taking suggestions for a sign off. We've had some very good options. We want more. We've had creeping it real we've had stay spooky and also what do you what do you all want to be called oh yeah
1: are, are you our friends are you our listeners are you our pals are you our what
0: were they the the lads yeah are you our you <laughs> <Yeah>. lads <laughs> do you love rotten potatoes you could be our rotten potatoes all the rotten potatoes that's what you guys are and that's it we're done okay bye bye
1: Thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can check out our sources for each of the episodes at show notes, along with any supplemental things we think you might enjoy.
0: Visit us on our blog at youtotallymadethatup.tumblr.com. You can also find us on Twitter at podcast and on Instagram at youtotallymadethatup. Feel free to contact us on those platforms. And you can also email us. That address is youtotallymadethatup at gmail.com.